The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and I am looking forward to tonight's show. We're going to continue in our quest to help you be the best in sales, business, and you can apply many of these skills even to your life. All right. And first of all, I just want to thank you, thank my audience for listening because every month we're growing uh, exponentially. So thank you for listening in. And if you know other people who can use uh, the knowledge that we are teaching every week, I would appreciate if you would pass it on. We want to continue to make a difference. All right. So tonight's show is about the gatekeeper. And the, the title is The Keys to Getting the Gatekeeper on Your Side. Now, First, let's clarify who is the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper is anyone who has direct access to the decision maker, someone who can write the check or who can approve someone writing the check. They have direct access to them, but they can prevent you from getting to them. And they normally have titles like administrative assistant. Uh, They can be an executive assistant. They may even be known as a secretary. And in some cases, it could be the receptionist. Another form of gatekeeper could be another executive uh, that may be trying to keep you from getting to the president of the company or the CEO of the company. But it's anyone who has access, but also the ability to deny you access. And one of the things that I found, I've been in, in sales now in the sales arena for 32 years, <laughs> and there has always been this love-hate relationship with the gatekeeper, as long as I can remember, because they, we feel that they're keeping us from getting to the person that can write us a check. And, and unfortunately, when I first started in sales way, way, way back when, I don't feel I was really taught the most appropriate way to to work with a gatekeeper. Uh, What we were taught back then was the gatekeeper was our enemy. And you do whatever you have to, to to get past her to the decision maker or him to the decision maker. Uh, You can go around them. You can go over them, under them, through them, but you get to the decision maker at any and all costs. And I was taught that, and and that was that was really bad teaching, uh, because if you have that mindset that this person is is a uh, an enemy or an adversary, 
you then create an adversarial relationship where you're doing things to upset them. Obviously, they're doing things to upset you. And, and ultimately, even if you do get the business, it's, it's what I call transactional. You may get one sale trying to go around this person or treating them like they don't matter. Uh, but ultimately, in the end, they win. So recently, in recent years, I've developed several courses, and one of my courses was uh, specifically about how to get to top-level uh, individuals and organizations. So I interviewed executives with Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies, and along with these executives, I also interviewed their gatekeepers, and that was extremely revealing. I had already changed. I had already converted to being a gatekeeper lover. Um, but they validated a lot of the things that I learned through experience, and they also gave me some additional insight, which I'm going to share with you tonight. Okay, um, It's interesting because one of the gatekeepers that I interviewed, she had been an administrative assistant to the president of this company for probably close to 27 years, and she was a tough gatekeeper. I, even, I think she may have even said that she was from hell. Uh, I can't remember, but it seems like that's what she told me. Uh, but her claim to fame was that no salesperson, uh, well, excuse me, only one salesperson in those 28 years ever got past her. And she shared with me how they did it. And believe it or not, I'm going to share that with you doing this show. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and, and get started talking about the gatekeeper. And, and, and contrary to popular belief, the gatekeepers are not glorified secretaries. Uh, if they're an administrative assistant to a top level person, they are extremely intelligent, extremely knowledgeable. Uh, a gatekeeper you can't be a dummy working for the president of a company or a top-level executive. So they're extremely knowledgeable. So get, let's get that straight. You know, when I, was, when I started in sales, one of the things I used to do to try to get around them was I would always try to call at times they weren't present. Uh, I would call, and believe it or not, it worked a lot of times because I found that top executives in many cases are the, some of the first people to get to work or there's some, t in many cases, the last person to leave. In many cases, they may even work through lunch. So uh, uh, several times that I would call to try to avoid or evade the gatekeeper would be before 8 o'clock, at lunchtime, and after 5 o'clock. Those are the times that they are normally not there and you may be able to get into their boss. So let's talk about some of the things they shared with me and I've learned over the years. The first thing I'd like to share is in order to, and a lot of people say, I, when in my classes, my workshops, they say, I want to learn how to get past the gatekeeper. I'm like, no, let's get them on our side because they can be a valuable ally, which I'll share with you in a moment. But one of the first things is this. When you call, that top executive's office or that, that, that top decision maker's office and you get the gatekeeper, one of the things they shared with me was 
you need to use a confident tone of voice. Not cocky, but confident. Like you know what you're doing and you have a valid reason for calling someone at that level and you would like to speak with them. So confident tone of voice, also a personable tone of voice, a a tone like you would be someone they would enjoy working with. All right. So confident and personable is what they're looking for. The other thing is this. Treat them with tremendous respect. Treat them with tremendous respect. I, I gave a presentation today at a company and one of the questions came up about gatekeepers. You know, what do you do with them if they keep trying to uh, protect the their, their boss from you? And I say, well, you have to treat that gatekeeper as if they are the boss. You treat them with the exact same amount of respect that you would their boss. You tell them the same things that you were prepared to tell their boss. You have to give them a valid reason as to why they should let you get through. Because they can help you or they can hurt you. Believe me. Uh, after I was converted to really respect and see the value in gatekeepers, I can't tell you how many times they helped me when I was a sales representative. When I was in the field, I would constantly get calls that might say something to the fact that, hey, Ty, I just want to let you know uh, one, of you, one of your rivals was in today. I said, oh, really? Who was that? And they tell me, and they might say, are you near a fax machine? I say, well, as a matter of fact, I am. They say, okay, I'm getting ready to send you something. You'd be amazed how many times they would send me information that uh, one of the other manufacturers or other service providers uh, that was in my industry would leave because they liked me. They wanted me to continue to do business with their company. They gave me an edge. All right. And I'll give you another perfect example. I had a, a situation where I was competing for a pretty large piece of business with a big company. If I, if I said the name, everyone would know who they are. Um, and they were doing an evaluation of everyone's product. So they, and, and they had 400 employees in this particular location that were going to have an opportunity to vote. Well, after the, the vote... I got a call, and the call went kind of like this. Ring, ring, ring. Yes, Ty Manor speaking. Hi, Ty. Yes, this is Ty. Hi, Ty. This is Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Uh, why are we whispering? Well, Ty, listen, I just wanted to let you know that the tally came in from the evaluation from our employees regarding your products. And she said, you didn't hear this from me. Let me tell you something. You know it's going to be good if they say you didn't hear this from me. She said, but your product got 298 votes. Let me tell you, 298 votes out of 400, I started doing that dance called a sprinkle, if you can imagine that. And she told me what everyone else got. And uh, I'm like, wow, thank you. Thank you very much, Tammy. I said, by the way, Tammy, the eagle has landed. You know, I always wanted to say that because this kind of felt like espionage. Uh, And the next day, I got a call from someone in procurement. Now, if you've been listening to the last couple of shows regarding negotiations, then you know procurement's job is to get the best possible price they can for your product. 
Their job is to for their company to spend less, and they will do that by eroding your profit margins and your commissions. So I got a call from purchasing the next day, and a guy named David, uh, he said, uh, hey, Ty. I said, yes, this is Dave with XYZ Company. I said, hey, Dave. He said, listen, uh, we need to talk to you, and you need to let us know when you can get here because you have a problem. Okay, all right, let me take a look at my schedule. I can be there tomorrow at 10. I went there the next day at 10, and what the gentleman said to me was, he said, Ty, you have a problem. I said, okay, well, what's, what seems to be the problem? They said, well, as you know, we had an evaluation, and I said, yes. He said, unfortunately for you, the vote came back inconclusive. <laughs> he said, as a matter of fact, what we learned was our people would be happy with any of the products, yours or any of your competitors. So we can't justify paying such a premium for your product. So if you want to be seriously, seriously considered for this big opportunity, you're going to have to be far more aggressive in your pricing. Well, what are you prepared to do? Well, fortunately, the gatekeeper helped me, uh, as well as some additional information I had. I said, well, you know, it's interesting because we've done our own surveys, and we found that when polled, 72 to 87% of the people polled selected our product. We're comfortable with that data. And at this point, Dave, the only way we would be able to give you a better price was if you were prepared to give us a larger initial order which, by the way, they did. But the thing that helped me to hold my position was the information that I had because I knew this company, their people were considered an asset to them. The last thing they wanted to do was upset 300 people who said they wanted my product for the sake of price. They wanted to see if they could get my price a little lower. All right. So a gatekeeper helped me with that, and that's just that's just one time out of many that I could share with you. So you want to find out their name as well. You want to use their name and you want to remember it. Now, if they give you their surname, if they say, hi, uh, Connie Stevens uh, talking, how may I help you? I recommend, as a matter of fact, this is what they told me. Uh, I asked them, I said, you know, if we have the opportunity to use your first name and we're just getting to know you or your surname, What should we use? 87% said use their surname and allow them to give you the rite of passage to call them something else. So what I would normally do is I would start by, if she said my name is, yes, Connie Stevens speaking. I said, yes, Ms. Stevens. Uh, By the way, is Ms. Stevens how you prefer to be addressed? So I'm going to give them the rite of passage right up front to let me call them something else. Also, be prepared to identify who you are, all right? Too many times, and I'm sure it's happened to all of us, where we call someone, but then we're also multitasking and we're looking at notes or looking at an email, then all of a sudden that person answers the phone, and then we can't even remember who we called. We can't remember why we called. We can't remember who we are and who we work for. So be prepared. Expect somebody to answer the phone, and you want to be able to quickly identify who you are who your company is, your reason for calling, and benefits that their boss may receive by having a conversation with us. Okay? Now, we want to continue to talk about this, but believe it or not, it's time for us to take our first break, the fastest hour of the week every week, but I love it. I love it. So it's time for a short break. 
This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America Business Channel. We will talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard, and I am your host. And we're talking about, in this particular show, the gatekeeper, the keys to winning them over to get them on your side, okay? And we're going to continue. Now, let's talk about the job of the gatekeeper. The job of the gatekeeper is to prevent the boss from being needlessly bothered. And we put emphasis on needlessly. It's their job to screen callers to keep people out who should not take up their time unnecessarily. All right. And they actually have the ability to determine who talks to their boss. So we have to positively influence them first and foremost. And if we're unsuccessful in influencing them, there's a good chance you will not get a chance to or an opportunity to speak with their boss. So when you call, have your 30-second commercial ready. You want to be briefly be prepared, as I said earlier, to identify who you are, who your company is, the value your company has brought to other companies, maybe even similar to theirs. And the last thing you want to do is say, we can help your company improve in this area and maximize in this area. Well, you know what? Some of them I found take issue with you telling them what you can do for them, and they feel you don't really know them. 
it's a safe thing to say if you say we've been able we've been successful in helping companies like yours we have been instrumental in improving the profitability of companies in your industry but you'd be hard pressed at this point not even having had an appointment or an interview to tell them what you can definitely do for them a lot of people take issue with that all right so they may give you some resistance at this point and don't and just relax because that's that's their job and the number of attempts to screen you is going to be based on the the importance that they place on your call now there are a lot of sales training uh, organizations out there and I'm familiar with them and I have the utmost respect for other companies in my industry we may have disagreements in philosophy I may differ uh, but I know of some that believe in you playing tricks and playing games with a gatekeeper. I don't believe that. I, I believe it's going to come back to bite you. You treat them with the utmost respect because they have long memories. You've heard of the elephant of a memory, uh, the, the, the memory of an elephant. Well, a gatekeeper's memory is six times, let's make it seven, seven times longer than an elephant's memory. You could leave that company, go to another company and call them back 15 years later and she'll say to you, I know who you are, click. All right, so the skill in screening you is also going to be proportional to the frequency of calls they get from sales professionals as well as the quality of the sales professionals that call. For example, if they don't get many calls at that level, and by the way, I find that a lot of sales professionals and business professionals, business owners are afraid to call at a really high level in the organization. And that's where we need to be. I keep preaching that just about every chance I get. And that's why I continually have executives on so you can hear it from that perspective. They are people just like everybody else. They don't look like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason you know, from Friday the 13th or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They are nice, some of the nicest people you ever want to meet. All right. So we got to get comfortable calling at that level. But if they don't get that many calls at that level, they aren't going to be as skillful in keeping you out. If they get plenty of calls at that higher level with top executives, they're going to be much more uh, efficient and skillful in keeping you out. If they get a lot of calls from a lot of really good sales professionals, you just met the mother of all gatekeepers and it's, it's about to be on, as we say. All right. So what they're going to do is they're going to ask you several questions to help determine if you are worth talking to. They'll ask you, okay, and I'm sorry, what was your name again? And what's the name of your company? And where's your company located? And exactly why do you want to speak to Mr. Thompson again? And, and as a rule, we say, my name is Ty, and I represent Ty Maynard Group. And uh, we're located in Tampa, Florida, but we'll travel anywhere. We just end up asking, answering all of her questions. And there's a saying, whoever is asking the questions is in control, if you think about a courtroom, and as an attorney and as, an, as a witness, the attorneys are asking the questions. The witness is answering, so the attorneys are in control. Uh, if you see an interview with a news reporter and they have uh, someone that they're interviewing, 
the news reporter is in control because she's asking all of the questions. So whoever's asking the questions is in control. And right now, because you are answering all of them, the gatekeeper is in total control. And it's kind of like you're in one of those shooting galleries. What's your name? Ty. Ping. She just shot me. I turn and go the other way. And where's your company? Tampa. Ping. All right. So what we want to do is we want to bring a little balance to that scenario. And one of the best ways to bring balance to the scenario is... When she asks you a question or he asks you a question, answer the question. We're assuming this is over the phone. And you can do this also in person if it was a cold call. I think some people still make those. But you answer her question and then you turn around and ask a question to the gatekeeper. And your name is? Uh, it's Ty Maynard. And, I'm, and, and ma'am, what's your name? Oh, it's, it's Martha Jones. Okay, thank you, Martha. Now, is Mr. Johnson in that I could speak with him? So guess what? I just flipped it around, but I did it in a courteous way. So in order to preserve the balance of power, make sure you ask answer their questions and then ask them a question of your own. So we're going to talk about some of the likes. This was a fun part for me because I asked uh, the the gatekeepers, I say, what are some of the things a sales professional can do that will get you to want to help them and get you to like them? And what are some of the things that really kind of turn you off? And I'm going to give you a list of likes first. And then we are going to talk about the dislikes. All right. So one of the things that they said they like is sincerity. They like to talk to an individual that appears to be sincere. All right? So, I mean, be genuine with them. And by the way, uh, well, I'll cover that in just a second. So sincerity is important. Also, honesty. I, 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 can't, I can't reiterate that enough. Do not play games. Uh, I, one of the examples I've heard is... Uh, uh, yes, I'm calling to speak to John. Could you put me through, please? Or uh, is he expecting you? Well, that's why I'm calling. Ooh, that's and if that's not true, first of all, that's the wrong tone of voice. And if that's not true, I mean, wow, that's not how you start a relationship. It's just not. So be honest. We talked about this earlier. Be confident, not cocky, but be confident. All right, let it show. Let people are attracted to confidence. All right. And we reject individuals that lack it. So you want to be confident. You want to be personable. Another thing they shared with me was if your company or your product has name recognition, if it's a company name that they recognize right off the bat or your product has recognition, that's a feather in your cap. Oh, yes, uh, XYZ company. Oh, yes, how can I help you? I'm telling you, that's powerful. All right. And another thing they said was this. They say they don't mind compliments. They cannot stand flattery. So what's let's talk about what's the difference between a compliment and what's the difference uh, between compliment and flattery with a compliment. You're saying something that you genuinely feel and you can validate to that person why you've said it or why you feel that way, if, if necessary. All right? That's a compliment. Flattery is something you say because you're trying to 
persuade that person. You're trying to influence them. You're trying to get over on them, really. And if they sense that you're saying something based on flattery, uh, it's not going to end well for you. You know, so you want to you, you want to make sure you compliment and, and be able to justify. You know, I call on 20 companies a week, and I tell you, based on my research, your company has done some amazing things in the last three years. That's a compliment. You identified that you did re- research, and as a result of the research, you can say, you can validate why you feel that way. One of the other things they identified, if you're calling at a high level in an organization, you need to have some knowledge about that organization before you make the call. You need to have done your homework, and the Internet makes it too easy to get insight on an organization. Uh, the Internet makes it too easy to get insight on the individual in that organization that you're pursuing. Uh, if, if you go to LinkedIn and, and look up the person that you're pursuing, you'd be amazed what some of them have, uh, the information they have about themselves on LinkedIn or in other areas or Facebook. I mean, you can go look and see that they love boating. Some of them even tell you that, hey, I'm a wine connoisseur or I love travel, you know, or I'm uh, into jujitsu. It's amazing. They give you so many ways to connect. So you, you have to do your homework before you call at that level. The last thing you want to do is call at that level, a high level in an organization, or to speak to a decision maker or owner and say, so, uh, yeah, uh, what kind of company is this again? Uh, uh, well, what, what, what do you guys do around there anyway? You're about to hear a dial tone. Okay, uh, so have some home, do some homework before you call at that level. Now, I mentioned earlier that there was a gatekeeper who had been working for this guy for like 27, 28 years, and I think she had the keys to hell. Uh, she said that there was only one salesperson that ever got past her. And this person used a technique that I want to talk to you about, <laughs> but it looks like it's time for us to go into a break, and I don't want to stop, all right? So I'm going to ask you to hang on for a little bit, all right? It's time for us to take another short break during the fastest hour of the week. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. 
Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about the keys to winning over the gatekeeper. We aren't talking about how to get past the gatekeeper, how to diss the gatekeeper. We want to win them over. We want them to be an ambassador of ours, okay? That's what we're looking for. And before the break, we were talking about the things that gatekeepers like. They share with me in interviews and in surveys. And we talked about they want, they want sincerity. They want honesty. They want you to be confident. They want you to be personable. Uh, they want you, uh, your, if your company or your product has name recognition, that's a positive thing. They, they, they don't mind compliments. They can't stand flattery. They want you to be knowledgeable. And if there's something you don't know, that's okay. They don't mind helping you. And you, you can even say, you know, I have done a lot of extensive research in your company, and I'm really impressed. I'm wondering if you can help me with something. They will help you, but don't call them not having any insight. It's not going to be a good day for you. The, the one thing that, that that really tough gatekeeper was not able to withstand was a referral. They like it when someone their boss knows and respects has already done business with you or is comfortable with you and they refer you to talk to their boss. So if you're able to use the name of someone their boss has as a colleague or has the ultimate respect or relationship with, you're in. They aren't going they you you're in. They're going to they're going to put you through. Um and it's so referrals are powerful, and you've heard me in the past talk about the power of referrals. Whenever you do business with someone, that's the next thing you want to do. You want to confirm or find out who else they know that you can be of service to, all right? And, and, and very quickly, you, you just – and then you get the names, get the names of as many of their colleagues, especially at a high level, because CEOs know other CEOs, Presidents know other presidents. Uh, CFOs know other CFOs and top executives. If you're at the purchasing level, purchasing people only know other purchasing people. So once you get in, once you're successful in starting to get in at higher levels, your sales cycle is going to be cut exponentially, and you're going to start making a whole lot of money. All right. So referrals is really critical. Let's talk about some of the things they said they did not like. If you uh, are doing any of these things, you are on their hit 
list. I did say hit list, okay? All right, first of all, they don't like it when you are pushy and you treat them like they don't matter. You treat them like they are a glorified secretary. And wow, I mean, it's it's just not going to be good for you because they have the ear of their boss. And I, I, I have administrative, I've, you know, I've had several administrative assistants and they are valuable to me. They are like the right side of my body. There are three people that know a top-level contact, a top executive, extremely well. That's that person's mother, their spouse, and their gatekeeper. So treat them like they matter. Do not be pushy with them. At the same time, don't be overly friendly. You'd be amazed some of the examples that I heard when they talked about some of the things that sales professionals or business professionals said to them. Uh, They would call and say, uh, Yes, yeah, so, uh, hey, Sugar, is the big dog in? The big dog? And you called her Sugar? Hey, hon. Hey, sweetie. Hey, Sugar Pie. Ooh, that's not good. All right, be extremely respectful. The other thing was, they said, if you are obviously phony, obviously phony. One of the examples I received was... um if she answered the phone, uh, yes, Mr. Thompson's office, Connie Hunt speaking. Hey, Connie, how you doing? <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, yeah, Connie, this is JT with XYZ Company, and they realize they don't know you. Ooh, that was to them like you scratching your nails on a blackboard. They can't stand it. The other thing they said was, if you say to them, you start out with, hey, we sell XYZ products. Or we sold your neighbor some product. If you say you sell something or you sold something, your history, they're going to immediately push you down to someone else other than their boss. All right? Now, but if you said we have helped many companies, that's fine. So don't say we sell. We have helped companies many just like yours to enhance, to improve, to maximize. I wanted to speak with Mr. Thompson recent, uh, just briefly to, to determine if, if he could receive these or other benefits. Could you put me through for just a few moments, Ms. Johnson? Conversational tone, all right? Conversational tone. Uh, another thing they say they did not like was when we speak either too fast or we speak too slow. They don't like it when we speak too fast because they have to ask us to repeat ourselves. (laughs) And they don't like it when we speak too slow because they're like, doesn't this person realize I really have some work I have to get to? So the best rate of speech we want to talk at is if you talk on the slow side, I'm from the South, so I'm probably speaking 150 words per minute. Or if you talk on the fast side, you know, some areas up north, you may have a tendency to speak fast. So that's no more than 200 words per minute. So anywhere from 150 on the slow side to 200 words per minute on the fast side is what we should be speaking. Now, some of you listening say, well, Ty, how in the world am I supposed to know how fast I'm speaking? Do you have a mouthometer? Uh... Hmm, no, but that's a good thought. 
Uh, I'm going to make a note of that, a mouthometer. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, what you can do is get a Word document, you know, go to Word, pull up one of your documents, and it has that little blinking line. Put that uh, behind X number of words, and then you can go up to Word count to see how many words that is. Once you find 150 words, time yourself for one minute reading. And then see how you do. So if you finish the 150 words in 10 seconds, you probably talking too fast. Just a guess. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb on that one. At the same time, if after three minutes you still haven't finished the 150 words, you're talking way too slow. So, and that takes practice as well. That takes practice as well. Now, the other thing that they, they said they did not like was when we fake knowledge. They called it faking knowledge. I, let me just put it in parentheses for you. Lying. <laughs> when you just flat out lie to them, that's faking knowledge. Well, give me some examples, Ty. Well, I'm glad you asked. Suppose for a moment you've never spoken to this person before, uh, but you know their name is Michael Thompson. I just made that up. So you call and say, hey, yeah, I'm, uh, this is Ty. I'm calling to speak to Mike. Could you put me through, please? Or the person's name is Robert. You call and say, hey, yeah, would you tell Bob that Ty's on the phone? Or that person's name is David. And you say, hey, yeah, would you tell Dave that Ty uh, is, is calling for an hour appointment? Now, guess what? There are some people out there named Michael who don't want to be called Mike. They've never been called Mike. Everyone calls them Michael. There are people who've been called, whose name is Robert, who go by Robert. Don't ever call them Bob. Or the same with David. They go by David. So if you play those games like you already know the person and you use a name that they aren't called by, they know that you are lying. And it's pretty much you're done before you even get started. Okay. Uh, I had a, a stockbroker call me one time. This has happened several times, so this must be one of their their little uh, tricks of the trade, I guess. But the guy called me and said, hey, Ty, yeah, listen, uh, this is XYZ with XYZ Brokerage Company. You know, we spoke back in October, and you wanted me to call you back in, in eight months, and I'm calling you back now to continue to have our conversation. And uh, I said, okay, what date did you call me on? Well, we spoke on October 16th. And I look at my calendar, and guess what? I was in Mexico City uh, October 16th, so I know the person didn't talk to me. And we're done after that point. If we're going to start a relationship based on lies, there is no relationship. And I said, goodbye. He said, what do you mean, goodbye? I said, I didn't talk to you October 16th. I said, I, I was out of the country. And he said, well, I made a million dollars last year. What did you make? <laughs> Wow, that was his comeback because I caught him, all right? So, uh, and they all had stories about stockbrokers. You know, if, you, if you're a stockbroker and you're listening, forgive me, I'm just sharing this as an example, okay? But they all had stories about stockbrokers. And this was one of the stories that I, uh, I heard. 
this guy called and, and I role play pretend like I'm him. Uh, she said, uh, John Thompson's office, Connie Hunt speaking. He said, yes, Connie, um, uh, my name's a Ty Maynard and I represent, uh, PBR, a brokerage firm. And I spoke with John last week and based on our conversation, uh, he wanted a proposal, which I did send to him and I'm calling to follow up on now. Could you put me through, put me through Connie? I greatly appreciate it. And she said, hold on one moment, please. And boop, 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 boop. she called him. Uh, yes, it's John. Hey, yes, Mr. Thompson, there's a, a Ty Maynard on the phone with PBR Brokerage Firm. He said he spoke to you last week, and uh, you requested a proposal, which he, which he sent you, and he's just following up on it right now. Uh, no, Connie, I didn't, I didn't speak to anyone uh, named Ty Maynard last week with a brokerage firm, and I sure didn't request a proposal. Yes, sir, I'll take care of it. And at that point, you're done. You are done. All right. So let's just be honest. Remember, we say that's one of the things that they appreciate and and playing games to get by uh, short term benefits, short term gain, long term pain, short term gain, long term pain. Now, I have had some gatekeepers and let's face it, they are humans. They're people and they have good days and they have their bad days. And every now and then I will get a gatekeeper that's having a bad day and some of them. It seems as though they may be having just a bad life, all right? And they just want to take it out on you. One of the things I've done in that situation uh, when, they're having, when they're just pressing me and it seems like it's unnecessary, what I'll do is I'll say something to the effect of, you know, Ms. Thompson, by the way, I appreciate what you're doing and you are really good at it. I realize it's your job to keep Mr. Holmes from being needlessly bothered. At the same time, suppose for a moment my organization was able to help him uh, improve, maximize, and, 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 and increase in this area. Do you think he'd at least want to know about it? Could you put me through, please? So what I did was I complimented her. I said, hey, I realize it's your job to keep him from being needlessly bothered. But suppose for a moment we had some ideas that could help him increase morale, reduce turnover, and maximize his profitability. Do you think he at least want to know about it? It's at that point she doesn't want to take the risk or he doesn't want to take the risk of keeping something that could be beneficial away from that boss. And I would say probably eight times out of ten, I'll get put through based on how I handled that situation. And my goodness, the time is running out. I have several more things I want to share with you, but it is time for us to take another break. Our last break, this is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America channel. We will be right back shortly. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network business owners do you run your business or does your business run you put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to success unchained with hosts anthony and julie mcgloin 
At last, discover how to overcome your biggest challenges, take control of your business, and achieve the results you've always dreamed of. Find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts. Transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you're listening to forget patience let's sell something if you want to reach time Maynard or today's guest please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about how to win over the gatekeepers. And I just want to give you a couple of gatekeeper facts to to uh, wrap up the show. One of the first facts I just want you to be aware of is this. Top-level executives trust their gatekeepers' instincts. All right? So if they like you, if the gatekeeper likes you, that top-level contact, that top executive is probably going to like you also. If for whatever reason the gatekeeper doesn't like you, we're going to trust our gatekeeper. I, I'm just telling you, that's just the way it is, all right? And one of the things they do is I asked – I normally do a poll in my workshops and I, when, I, when I talk about gatekeepers. And I say, okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think? Does a gatekeeper give – their boss, all of the messages, you know, some some uh, executives, their messages go to voicemail and some still take messages for their for their bosses. I say, do they when they take the message, do they give their boss all of the messages? And I'll go around and do a poll. and I hear no, 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 no. Yes, no, no. Yes, yes. No, no, no. When I surveyed and interviewed gatekeepers, 100 percent said Yes, we give them all of their messages. But what they also shared was, with me was, but we also give them our opinion. <laughs> all right. So, for example, that's why we have to positively influence the gatekeeper, because she could say, uh, Mr. Thompson, that was a that was a, a, a time manager that called you today and you were in a meeting. He says he's going to call back. But I, I really don't think you want to talk to him. She said, okay, well, you deal with it next time he calls. Or she may say, you know, Mr. Thompson, you're in a meeting, and there was a time manager that called for you, and he has some really interesting uh, programs that help other companies in our industry. He said he's going to call back. I think it would be worth a, an initial conversation. Okay, well, when he calls, uh, put him through. Or call him back and set up a time for us to talk. That's what happens, all right? And guess what? If we're successful in winning over that gatekeeper, I have had gatekeepers actually just put me on that executive's calendar without his permission or her permission if I was successful in winning them over. 
So they can actually put you on the calendar for their boss if we're successful in winning them over. And one of the things we need to just be mindful of is if you turn them off, you will not get to see the TLC. I'll never forget several years ago, there was a gentleman that called me. Uh, he left a voicemail on, on my on my phone. And I after, after listening to his voicemail, I still really wasn't sure who he was or how he felt he could help me. And I had my assistant call him to get more information. And he was really taken back. Uh, and he was full of disdain that she called him and I didn't. And he treated her really unprofessionally. And once she told me that, uh, there was no chance of him getting to me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he never heard my voice based on how he treated my assistant. I, I That lady is very important to me. I need her. Uh, man, she keeps me organized, keeps me going. So to mistreat her was just like mistreating someone in the family. And I have to tell you something about executives. Uh when an executive leaves a company and if he's going to another company, if he or she takes no one else with them from that current company they're with, in most cases, they will take their gatekeeper because that person knows them. They know what they need uh, before they even can say it. All right. And also understand that gatekeepers are some of the most knowledgeable people in organizations. You've heard me in, in other shows talk about the importance of having a coach. You know, a coach is someone who who has insight that they can share with you and they may even have influence on your behalf. I found that gatekeepers make some of the best coaches known to mankind because they know what's going on in their boss's head. They know what's going on inside the organization. And believe it or not, sometimes I found they know as much and if not more than their boss knows about what's going on in the organization. So they can help influence decisions. Now, Another question that has a tendency to come up that I'm going to talk about very quickly, and then we're going to have to close. Uh, but one of the questions come, that comes up, suppose for a moment you win the gatekeeper over, and then now she puts you through to speak to the boss, but you get the boss's voicemail. Should you leave a message and say, please give me a call back when you get an opportunity? This is Ty Maynard. You know, when I, I do a poll on this, the majority of people say, oh, well, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And I, I would recommend that you don't leave a voicemail uh, asking them to return your call because now that removes you from control of the process. Now you have to wait for them to call you back. And we don't want to call back again because we said, please call me back. So it also ties us to the phone waiting for that phone call. Or if they do call you back, they may call back at an inopportune time. And let's say you just had a really tough call with a client or a fire to put out. And now this person calls you, ready to talk to you, and you have about 30 seconds to say something really interesting or compelling. And you're just not ready. And also, the other reason I want you to call back 
is because every time you call back, that allows you to establish greater rapport with that gatekeeper. Every time you call back, you're going to learn a little bit more about them. They're going to learn a little bit more about you. You're going to learn on one call that they uh, have a granddaughter. You may have a granddaughter. You have a daughter. They also have a boxer, the dog, like you do. So it allows you to establish rapport. And, boy, I tell you, this goes by really quickly. Our time is up. There's so much more information I have about this subject. So uh, I just want to thank you for listening. And keep in mind, I'm doing this to make a difference. But if you are interested in my organization working with your company to help improve the skill sets of your entire sales force, we are able to do that through our workshops. We have workshops on every aspect of the sales process from new business development to strategic account marketing to presentation skills, negotiation strategies and tactics. We cover it. And our goal is to improve the profitability of your organization by enhancing the performance of sales and business professionals. So we want to thank you again. Give us a call if we can help you. And let me know if you like the show, if we're doing well, because a lot of times it's me and Matt here. And I thank you for those of you who do send me emails saying, hey, great show. Oh, you gave me some good insight. So, hey, let me know how we're doing, okay? Let me hear from you. Let me know that you're listening. So it's time for us to leave, and we thank you again for listening this week. We're going to have another great show for you next week. And as usual, our goal is to make a difference in your lives to help you make more dollars. All right? So thank you. In the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great day. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Let's sell something.